Good evening or morning, everybody. Um, this is the episode 17 of the Hoarding Stuff podcast, which I always say it's Hoarding Stuff or Hoarding Stuff, depending on how you want to take it. But um, David has just told me that he doesn't hasn't got a clue what I'm talking about. So no, no. I thought I'd explain the two meanings. So it could either mean I am hoarding stuff, or in the case of these podcasts, it's stuff about hoarding. Mm -hmm. So that's that's tidied that one up for episode no. 17. It's, it's all over my head. It's all over my head. I don't understand any <laughs> of it. All too it's hard. Just, too um, much. And and this evening we have a we have a guest. We have another David, mm. who's our guest. And um, other David is has been coming to my support group, I think, for about four or five years at least, um, where he has entertained us very <laughs> regularly with some fantastic anecdotes, which are I shall encourage him to share a couple with us later. Um, but the but the real reason why I wanted to invite David into our conversation was because recently he's been posting comments and pictures about some in, in, interesting progress that he's had in his home. So um, I'm going to hand over to David, our guest David today. To... Oh, well, before we start, maybe I should go with the diminutive Dave. Oh, you're going to be Dave. And yeah. David and is, David is uh, the David original is David. David because okay. He's been coming for four years as so the original David. Yes, that sounds uh, an excellent idea. There we go. So I'm going to get David, uh, David, the original David, to to introduce himself and um, tell us a little bit about when he first started to notice that he liked holding on to things and how that has sort of coloured his life. Um, and then hopefully we'll get to his his uh, revelations uh, a bit later on. So over to you, David. Right. Good evening, then, everybody. Um, it's funny you should mention when it started, a memory just popped into my head that I uh, didn't have, and uh, therefore it must be of some significance. Um, and I was um, probably around eight years of age. So... I just remember um, wanting to have storage space at my home and there wasn't any. And I designed this um, set of shelves, you could, uh, well, not shelves, shelf, yes, storage uh, shelves against a wall, mm -hmm. but I just used cardboard boxes and I built this up. It was, well, taller than I was. So I built a, a, a storage system out of cardboard boxes uh, against my wall. And there must have been some need <laughs> for me to think that and do it. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know what I put in them, but um, the memory is very distant. I was probably, I say, eight to ten years of age. So uh, maybe that uh, was... It's um, very impressive. I, I, but I must I have had it, a photograph of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's some time ago, isn't it? I'd imagine yes. now, isn't it? So and now, 
I'm remembering a little bit more detail that I obviously had to choose my boxes carefully. Mm -hmm. uh, the stronger ones, the larger ones mm. uh, were at the base. So it was based on, uh, you know, a pyramid building system. Um, right. And so right. the bases were all against the wall uh -huh. and uh, the open top was where you could then uh, place the things you wished to um, keep. Do you think with a with a piece of paper and a pen and a little bit of time you could recapture the system that you, you built? Yes, it, yeah, easily. I mean, it must have been, uh, I knew how brick walls were built. Mm -hmm. So I was just using that idea of uh, boxes with the open end out, uh, you know, and laid uh, in that section, in that method of a brick. So you get the strongest uh, support. Right. But, the, but the thing is, there was no connection to the wall. So you imagine it mm. must have fallen down at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose it yeah. depends how much weight was in the yes. in the boxes, because a certain amount of weight would have kept it fairly stable, wouldn't it? Yes, I'm going to be dreaming about it tonight. Oh. So, so, yeah. so, yeah. so it started when you were eight, and and then when's the next time you remember it? Sort of, um, when did it sort of come back to? Um, um, affect well, your life then? We moved home when I was a 12, um, which, which was traumatic, very mm. traumatic for me. My, my, in, in my whole life now, I have only moved home three times, I think. So, so that was a very traumatic at the age of 12. And I, I didn't want to move because I just uh, uh, started uh, probably hoarding out in the garden. And the garden was something you couldn't take with you. Um, so we moved to a, um, a masonette that didn't have any garden, but it did have a loft. And I mm. think that's when I first discovered lofts. <laughs> right. And, uh, yes, I thought that's where I can store stuff mm. that I want to keep. And uh, I, I can't remember too much about it, but um, yes, I made sure that I could get into the loft hatch. And were your parents happy with your storing of stuff? I've got no idea, really. Um, mm. I can't remember. Well, I, th I think I would imagine, David, if they were very unhappy with you, you would have remembered that. Yeah. So because that I, itself would have been quite traumatic, yeah. wouldn't it? I was, uh, I, I was quite a, uh, well, I was a, a special child. So uh -huh. uh, I think even if they didn't like it, may, I may not have known. Right. Because, would, they, uh, would they have tolerated it, do you think, more yes, than, I think than so, anything yeah. else? Yes, um, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was told I was the favourite. Ah, <laughs> right. So if you've moved three times, how long, one of these addresses you've lived in for quite a long time, is that right? Indeed. In fact, I was only uh, being asked the other day, just a slight sideline, yeah. I went to my bank manager. Well, no, you don't say that anymore. I just went to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody came down and interviewed me. And the first question was, what month did you move to your current address? And uh -huh. I said, I've got no idea. And then they asked me, well, what year did you move there? And I said, really, I don't know exactly, because I think that my brain... Um, protects me from the pain mm. and the suffering uh, of many years of hoarding by rubbing out things like dates. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I found the other day, because I've been finding a lot of things over the last few months, but uh, recently I found a calendar on a wall, which has been there since 2005. Uh-huh. And I hadn't removed it. So we decided to put down um, 2004 for this particular mm. day. Right. So, okay. yeah, 2004 to where I'm currently. And then before that was the, the gap. Um, no, of course, no. That, I left home when I was yeah 18. Mm. So then there was 18 to 34. That was one other property. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, keen on change. No, no, that's fair enough. But between the three moves, have you noticed an increase in in uh, gathering of stuff? Um, Has it progressively got? Uh, Bigger. I can't really, I, I can't really visit um, with you mm. the um, previous move from where I came from to now. Right, right. Because it's just too painful yeah. to even think about it. But let That's us okay. say that, um, let's, how, how do we describe it? I um, had my property and my possessions taken away from me. Right. Without my knowledge. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. And so I, I've started afresh here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did, 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 did that, I mean, I, I can hear that you, you can't even talk about it because it was so painful. Did that have a sort of lasting mental health effect on you? Absolutely, and uh, I haven't had any treatment for it. And probably my GP, who knows me well, probably doesn't even know it, know about it. And I've probably got some sort of PTSD mm. still. Because well, that, that, that's that's why I asked you because I know a few years ago I was talking to a lady who had that happened to her. Well, remember what I've said, Heather, sorry for interrupting. Mm. Remember what I said, it's like when my motorhome was taken, it was taken and the home was taken without my knowledge. Yeah. That Which is, is awful. very unusual, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, there's, there's, there's a word for it, David, and it's, it's theft. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know? no, it, it is well, theft, seriously, David, and there is... So, so the, the first lady I was going to, say, to talk about, she, um, she had a forced clearance where they did tell her they were going to do it, but she couldn't stop them. And that then she had a nervous breakdown because of that, mm-hmm. which lasted three years and she got herself back together. And by the time she was back together, her home was actually fuller than it had been when they'd, when they'd, taken all her stuff and she was so frightened of it happening again this is what she told me she said I'm not I've never had suicidal thoughts in my life but this time because I knew I couldn't face that again she said that was what I was going to do so Mm. she told me this because she said you don't know me but you saved my life and I said well I'm very glad I saved your life but how did I do that if I don't know? And she, she said, you trained the council 
that owned my home. And so she didn't know this. So she was hiding and hiding from her housing officer and then eventually caught up with her. And she said, I was literally waiting for the sentence. And he said, oh, no, we're, we're, we're doing a project. We're, we're working with people now that have hoarding issues. And, and then the, her support, like her housing officer, support worker, you know, tenancy sustainment officer, I think. She stepped forward and then I recognised her from some training I did ages ago. And, um, and she said, that's what stopped it. She said, suddenly mm. somebody was going to work with me in my own time. Then she also joined a support group where she lived. And she said, it's completely changed my life. And she said, I just, just needed to tell you that. And it was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. I find it quite strange because one of the things, and I don't know whether yourself and David will agree with this, but we're often told that one of the reasons for hoarding is to gain a sense of control over a life that's out of control and also because of a sense of loss. So what better way than to come along and cause somebody to suffer a loss Absolutely. and do it out of their control? Well, and if you think about it from a trauma perspective, so you just use PTSD, David, which is a perfect way of looking at it. So people hoard because it's a response to a trauma, which is a soothing yeah. and a coping strategy. And then somebody else comes along and removes that soothing coping strategy and so what have they just done they've just put somebody back into yeah. another trauma on top of the one that was there before and they've, so this this is this is why it's so important to understand that they've doubled down on it they, yeah. They, yeah. They, you know yeah. it's it's well they've squared it almost you know trauma squared yes <laughs> but um it, i think it's important to say that that monumental event the biggest life event for me really more so than even getting married or divorced <laughs> um, uh, didn't trigger hoarding because I've just spoken about when I was eight uh, yeah. and also the home that was taken without my knowledge was in a hoarded state so it, that wasn't the trigger but right. it certainly uh, obviously has uh, contributed to the last 16 years mm. of uh, trauma. And um, the person you've just explained um, about, Heather, is really uh, also exactly my story, because then for the first eight years of those 16 years that we have now, um, the landlord of the property needed to gain access to do various things and um, I um, you know did everything I possibly could and I was successful in, mm -hmm. in not letting them get in um, right. until eight years passed by and uh, I, I, I was letting them in on a very limited basis so I just let them in for things like the annual gas check uh -huh. But I didn't let them in for things like they wanted to do an asbestos uh, survey. So they've been trying to, they've been writing letters for, to me for um, 12, 14 years. Very persistent. And it still hasn't been done. Wow. I think that shows that some local authorities, which my landlord is, 
they may have systems they need to tighten up a little bit on. Yeah, yeah. But I think, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it, asbestos anyway, because from what I understand, as long as you leave it alone and, and don't prod it and poke it, it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. only as, it's, as soon as you start to... Um, and I think that they've been concerned about it more and more because of the, the sort of health implications of it. Uh, they, they found it in schools and all sorts of... It's scary where they find it. Places, isn't it? you know. I, th I think as well, local authorities have this, which is one of their favourite terms, but it is also very true. They have mm. a statutory duty to... I was just going to um, call it something slightly different, Heather. I appreciate uh, how dangerous asbestos is, but yeah. um, they have tick boxes yeah. which they need to get round to ticking. And so yeah. far, at my property, they haven't got any ticks there. Although the property below and the property adjacent is identical, built at the same time, and they've got those reports. Right. So, so you're not that worried? I, I'm not worried, but they haven't got ticks yet in their boxes. And of course, um, when they send other contractors in to do major work, which will come to yeah. uh, in a while, then they know they have had to do a survey again for legislation you see you can't have boxes without ticks no you can't you can't be having that what are the boxes for otherwise hey eh? what are you going to do with them just all well, these empty they're, boxes they're, they're for building storage units for david <laughs> <laughs> can you explain where you are david at the moment because i'm not going to be able to edit out the traffic that's going by all <laughs> oh, right yes I'm, I'm on a semi a semi through route in right. Warwick, um, by my cell, my local cell tower yeah. station. So we uh, have a good signal. I've managed to find what probably was was an abandoned smoking shelter. I don't think it was a bus shelter because it's not near enough to the road. Uh, and there's a nice bright yellow light on the building behind me. So uh, yeah, and it's very pleasant. I I, I think the the wash of traffic is quite. It's quite um, soothing. Yes, isn't it? That's what I was thinking. I thought it's quite nice. What we should do is we should take out the, the traffic if we could, isolate the traffic and make it into a track of mindfulness. <laughs> Mindful traffic. <laughs> I, I was going to um, a bus shelter, uh, which I knew had a seat, but I knew it was near a, a busier roundabout. So I, I am sacrificing uh, myself by sitting on a cold uh, floor. Get piles. Oh, cold, um, That's exactly stuff. what I was going to say. Get piles. <laughs> <laughs> but I am further than further from the road. I'm uh, 30, 40 metres from the traffic you can hear. That's dedication of you, that is. That's real I dedication. Think, yeah. Yes, yeah. we appreciate it greatly. So, so you've had lots and lots of unpleasant things happen in your life due to your uh, gatherings. Yes. But recently, things have moved on a bit. What happened? Ah, yes. What what started the moving on? Um, uh, I think the um, the initial moving could have started uh, did start before COVID. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, do we call that BC? And then after yeah. COVID AC. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good so one. BC, um, I finally had the final, final letter from my landlord saying the routine property inspection 
has to be done. And I therefore had to succumb to that. Uh-huh. And uh, then that was the time that my housing officer uh, saw for the first time and I was able to talk to them. And so that was the probably one of the best, uh, you know, days of, uh, of the last five years mm. because oh. uh, it was the start. Mm. But this pandemic put her um, away in an office or at home and uh, sort of contact was lost and uh, things never really got going then. Mm. But um, as we came out of COVID, um, I, I'm not sure who contacted who first. I think I was probably chasing her um, because I was so desperate. Um, really, I was just so exhausted, uh, so depressed, mm-hmm. so cold as well. Because eight years ago, one of the gas men I let in uh, decided he didn't like my efforts at improving the property. I'd um, put a bit of a nice magnolia on the brickwork around the gas fire fitted in the living room. And he said, oh, ooh, ooh, that's a fire risk. Right. So um, without me really knowing um, what was going on, he decided to cap the gas meter because he also found, uh, oh yes, he, he also found an issue with the boiler, which uh, for the last, the previous seven years, nobody had found any issues. Uh, mm. Admittedly, the paint wasn't on the brickwork, but uh, he found an issue because he said to me, have you got a loft? And I have in my current property. Yeah. Have you got a loft ladder so I could check up there? And uh, I, I said, yes. So he said, may I have a look? So the previous gas engineers had never questioned me on the loft. Right. So he brought the, uh, opened the loft and put his head up and uh, a number of tuts came out of his mouth and mm-hmm. said, I will have to uh, disengage the boiler because you have a flue taking oxygen in from the loft area. So it wasn't an outside flue, but my loft area is like 10 million square meters or cubic meters rather. So it's never caused any problem. But he said, because you've got a loft ladder, somebody could go up that loft ladder and put a plastic bag over that uh, air intake and then there'd be problems. Yeah, I said, there would be problems. I said, but I live here alone. Who, who, is, this, who is this hypothetical person that's coming up your loft ladder and putting a plastic a bag over the flue? Uh, Oh, no, yes, no, well, who is this person that's going to do this thing that he's saying they're going well, to do? They were using that words to me. So, yeah. he disconnect, so in deciding that he needed to connect, disconnect both appliances, he decided he'd cap the gas meter. And that's happened eight what, years what does ago. That, what does that mean, cap the gas? Well, he put a, he took the, made a, uh, took the, uh, you know, made, got, got into the meter um, where there's a join. Yeah. And, and there's actually a little metal cap because I, oh, right. I saw it when it was just uh, uncapped about uh, six weeks ago. Oh. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I still had gas at one side of the cap, but it couldn't pass through a metal cap. And because I still had gas, I still had gas bills, which I had to negotiate with my gas company 
And right. I had to keep telling them that my meter reading is exactly the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's the mm. same. And uh, eventually we, we, we did get them to uh, take away the standing charge. So that's been the last eight years. I didn't know it was eight years. I've only just recently found out. Right. It's a long time, isn't it? So you've yeah. had no heating for eight years? Or hot water. Oh, David. Because but I thought, um, I thought the uh, system would work again. Uh, you know, the blue copy, the blue copy goes to the landlord. The white copy goes, stays with the contractor, and I got the pink copy, and it said disconnected and cap gas meter. But uh, nobody came knocking on my door. Not as far as I know. So we've got a loft, and I'm going to have to watch out for people trying to get up the ladder with a plastic bag. <laughs> You'll have to, you have to keep an eye on Jane in case she she, well, she yeah, yeah. She might wander up there secretly. And with, with yeah, I don't know if we've got a pipe that, that is a, a, a flu that takes an idea. Yeah, you might have a I think what's called a concentric flu where the it it's two pipes. The inner pipe probably uh, brings in the oxygen and the outer side uh, takes away the uh, fumes. It's a shame that you can't be, you know, like with doctors, if this guy turned up that you couldn't get a second opinion. <laughs> on on what he was it sounds like yeah. pure nonsense doesn't it i'm not and i'm not so sure i'm going to check with my firefighter please do buddies about the paint <laughs> as well because i've never heard that one before i'm not saying it's wrong but i am going to ask and it's a good out. idea isn't it ask and, and and then you know for sure what's so. yeah i'm just they'll tell me they'll know so yeah. I, i'm gonna i'm just gonna check on that one because Lots of people paint their brickwork that's around the fireplace. So yeah, so it's an old, you know, one of the what's now classed as an older radiant gas fire, you know, with the yeah. with the uh, four sort of radiants. Um, that's what it was, and and I was improving things at that time. I I, mm. I bought um, a fire surround a fireplace as well, and I'd also I'd got a hearth, a marble hearth out of the skip, um, uh, and that was nice. And that was, and then I had this hearth which was white and then i was painting the gap between the fire and the top of the fireplace in this uh, magnolia but it was brick Wait, I, um, I no i will i'm going to check on that but so bring us a bit yeah. closer then so what so so first of all it was a meeting before covid and mm -hmm. it was because they wanted to do an inspection and so what then spurred this new activity on more recently yeah, so, uh, you know, there was contact uh, made again and uh, uh, it was the same person um, she, she'd uh, negotiated with her manager, although she'd moved to a different area, she, she uh, negotiated that uh, could she just come and uh, see with me because we'd, uh, you know, I'd got to um, trust her and uh, she was allowing me to be in charge of what, uh, what I could and couldn't achieve and how mm -hmm. I was going to achieve it. Good. Which is so important um, for me. So um, we, uh, we made, she came along the first time and it, things, things um, were probably worse than they were. Like the gap was two years at least since, mm. since she'd been there. So nothing had been done through the COVID period uh, a lot of those months I was away actually because I was um, looking after and nursing um, my partner Brenda who was uh, way overdue a hip operation and she, she couldn't uh, look after herself mm -hmm. um, 
And then, of course, you did eventually get the hip operation, but then there was a, a recovery period as well. So, um, so she came along and we set some little, little targets. And uh, I hadn't, she, she, she never asked me the question. So she didn't even know. She didn't know I had no gas. Um, because, and you might uh, say, there's going to be lots of people say, well, why didn't you just tell her? Why didn't you tell her two or three years ago? Um, all I can say is that uh, because I'm sort of uh, on the um, autistic spectrum, mm. um, I have to manage things in strange ways. Well, they're not strange to me, but some no. people may find them strange. You, and, you probably uh, think, have pathways that you follow that are comfortable for you. You know, thinking patterns yes. that are comfortable for you, and that—that's the way that that people work. They work within the parameters of their own um, thinking and cognitive powers. You know, it, it... yes, it's very much. Um, I've discovered I'm very much uh, need to compartmentalize. Mm things i need to do things in a linear fashion mm. i need to do particularly i need to do things one at a time mm -hmm. and it's a bit like being on a railway line a single track railway line with sort of single carriages they can't get around each other so once that pattern's set up once that plan be it maybe a very um ill-conceived plan yeah. has been formulated I don't seem uh, to be able to change it. And so that, that's a great analogy, though. I like mm. that single track with single train carriages that can't overtake each other. I think that's yes. very clear, you know, and um, helps other people perhaps yes. to understand so your thinking. Ultimately, I knew that when I told her this, well, I didn't because, again, I, I think I simplify the world. In my world, I, I thought, oh, well, when I do tell her, the gas man will come along, he'll just give it a service, take the cap off, switch it on, and hey, presto. <laughs> Honestly, it, that is yeah. what I thought. Um, it, it, unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't, even, if you're ex, even if you're explicit with people, right, <laughs> and you actually sort of spell out, even if it's not like the kind of thinking that you have, even if you go to somebody and you go, this is the situation, Sometimes they still don't get it. They still don't understand what you're saying to them, right? Mm. Um, you were saying about your diagnosis. When did you have your diagnosis? Well, in the grand scheme of my uh, entire life, very, very, very recently, or as yeah. Boris might say, five minutes to midnight. Um, yeah. uh, in the last uh, roughly less than three years. Right. And has it yeah. helped having the diagnosis? Has it helped? It's helped me, but um, it hasn't necessarily helped the closest and dearest people to me. So no, I, I think, but that's a good thing that you know. I mean, I, mm. I had a, a thing with a, a community link worker recently because I wanted a, a, I broke, rang the doctor and wanted a diagnosis in my support work, so we'll get you a diagnosis for whatever it is, 20 odd years now. And uh, this link worker went, what do you need a diagnosis for? What's that going to do for you? And I said, well, I didn't say it. I should have said it at the time. It's one of those things where you're coming down the stairs and you think about it when you've left. It's like, if you go for an MOT, right, and they go, 
well, we're doing an MOT, but it's not the usual kind of MOT. We're not going to diagnose anything. No, what we're going to do is we're going to get these spanners. I mean, it's just prat around with your car a bit and <laughs> hopefully we'll fix it, right? Uh, and it's like, but, but that's why you have a diagnosis to know what you can do to hopefully help. Uh, and I'm not getting one of those, but I, I'm glad that it's made you... Uh, does it give you more understanding of yourself? Oh, yes, indeed. And uh, um, maybe on another um, day, uh, I, uh, I'm really delving down into how my thought patterns have contributed uh, significantly to the um, hoarding. Right. And, and the length of time and, and i've already just explained how i i was unable you know i've lost years when i could have had the water and the heating put back on yeah so, yeah uh, yeah so uh yes there's a good overlap but um, somehow you've managed to survive without it right? oh yes and, i mean uh, with less facilities than a campsite yeah yeah i mean that that's apart, apart from maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but i find that quite impressive <laughs> I find that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, 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 somebody else, uh, one person I let in uh, a few years ago, um, did, did did praise me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I've you know been uh, working and uh, surviving and uh, eating and uh, sleeping and doing the things you have to do to grow right. old each day. I, yeah, <laughs> that's where we are now, isn't it? Getting older each day. Um, no, I, I, I think I would have preferred you to have been more comfortable. But at the same time, it is, it is very, very kind of like... Uh, but maybe, maybe, and this has just popped into my mind, um, uh, one of the things I fear, and it might be why my mind jumps from uh, an unfinished task. Uh -huh. so I, I'm famous for not finishing tasks. I'm... And going on to the next one, yeah. and, and obviously that's contributed to, to uh, how a horde can build. Um, but maybe it, it's it's a boredom threshold. I yeah. reach it, and I have to find a new stimulus. Uh -huh. And uh, maybe that's um, you know been part of it. That's uh, yeah. Well, I, sorry, I, mean, I, I, no, I, I, it, I forgot what we were talking about then. Dave. Oh, who knows? We, we were getting back. <laughs> to what's happened recently oh, yeah. that has, that has uh, you know, allowed you to post some of those interesting photos. And Fantastic. Yeah, changes about, that you've made. About your home yes. now. Yeah, so, so, um, so I knew, ultimately I knew that once I disclosed, well, uh, I, once I disclosed it to her, she, she would take some action. Now, um, so I disclosed it in the last uh, eight weeks, but I, I, I wasn't aware of the amount of uh, reaction. So mm. the man, the gas man came along, very sympathetic, etc. you know, top priority, etc. But I'm afraid your boiler, because it hasn't done anything for eight years, is now, oh, no. you know, uh, <laughs> condemned. It's knackered. Yes. It's knackered. So, Dead boiler. Um, so, uh, and also those gas fires are no longer... Uh, in use that needs to come out etc um, and I thought oh my god 
not not don't mention the radiators as well no no he said we'll leave you the radiators so um i've had to um clear spaces i've had to clear where the boiler is right i've had to clear the area where the gas fire is yeah. i've had to make stair access i've had to make access outside for the workmen to bring the boiler in uh, and and all that's happened sort of eight weeks ago um to get the replacement boiler in so it's been that's been a real kickstart uh, and really everything in the property uh, I, I mean I have reached the floor in practically every area of the property now. well done I've that's really floor. good uh, that so there's brilliant. been a, a regurgitation I'm not sure if that's the right word um, things have moved around um, and uh, a lot of rubbish has gone and we're getting now down to the more interesting things that uh, I've got to decide have they any value uh, and uh, what value and, and where will that where will they go yeah yeah what, what criteria are you using for that David what what's going to be your structure of thinking around that I haven't engaged uh, my cognitive abilities on that yet um, because to complicate things mm -hmm. uh, I've made great strides in the kitchen area which is a very important area i can now um do things in the kitchen that you're supposed to do in the kitchen which i haven't been doing for 12 years mm. like cooking uh, <laughs> and making drinks and things mm. i've also um sleeping in my bed in my bedroom uh, so th these are fantastic changes that have really benefited me but um, because the property has fallen so far behind, um, I have had a survey for a new bathroom mm -hmm. and I'm eligible for a new kitchen. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, those are, again, I'm aware that they are quite significant jobs. So we've, you know, we've got to deal with those issues. Um, well, you, uh, you've said in the past you've been away for a while. How would you feel about being away while those jobs happened, or would that not be comfortable? Um, but yes, possibly. I haven't. There isn't a, a, an issue maybe about that. Although I wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily being away. Right. Um, but um, th th there's a long lead-in time, so we're not looking okay. at anything happening now until the new year. Mm -hmm. I, I agreed. That's only six weeks away, but we're looking at eight to ten weeks. Yeah. So um, I uh, sort of stuck a little bit as to mm. whether to continue with things. And I do want to continue with things. Mm -hmm. I am continuing with clearing things out. Um, I mean, you say it's only eight to ten weeks, but you've already made incredible changes in eight weeks. Oh, yes, you? I have. So, so that, that's kind of quite encouraging, really, that yes. you're um, able to do that. So... Uh, what I, uh, what I really, I, I feel difficult talking about it, really. Mm, okay. In a way, if, if I talk about it, I'm saying it to myself. Yeah. Um, but if I say it to myself now, I'm saying it to uh, the world. So I'll, I'll say it anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on, um, reveal. Yeah. Well, you see, what I thought, again, you know, I, ha I, ha I have this, in my mind, I... I think the world is an efficient place. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. And, and, and people sort of 
you know, work efficiently. So I thought when they said, um, yes, you're a dual bathroom and I was given right. the notification that could go ahead within three days. Then I thought, oh, we'll get the bathroom in before Christmas and probably the kitchen as well. And I thought that's really just what I want because yeah. I want to invite my partner to have spend Christmas with me in a safe, warm yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's and I, nice. I really thought that was a possibility, but there's no possibility, um, even there's no possibility of jumping the queue. That has been inquired by my housing officer. Mm. So that's where I'm a bit stuck as to what I could well, do. Well, maybe, David, you can look to Easter to do ah, that. Because yeah. Easter's in April, so that then it'll be completely done by then so, and it'll be spring well, I could, and, no, but what you really do is you just make it a celebration of its own it doesn't matter where in the year it is it's just a celebration that you have that safe space that you have the things that you've wanted um i, I get kind of like i mean we're doing christmas again uh, i'm trying to keep it down as much as i can <laughs> because it, it really depresses me and and to be honest with you the place at the moment is, is dreadful Right, it is awful. And to, so for Christmas, you want it to be clear, as you say, and it's just going to drive me up the wall trying to get it ready within the next five weeks. Oh, dear, yes. <laughs> well, do you remember that we had, um, I can't remember if it was on a podcast or whether it was at a support group, we had the idea of anti-Santa. Anti-Santa, yeah. Anti-Santa. And as so, so for people who hoard, anti-Santa comes to your house and takes things away yeah. <laughs> instead of bringing things. And so we were going to try and create an anti-Santa character and sort of yeah. say, if anti-Santa came to your house, what, 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 what would you be happy if he took? Um, so I, I, quite, I still quite like that idea. Of it's that. the Krampus. The Krampus is the one from the, um, like, I think, Icelandic or Norwegian countries, and he comes and punishes kids. Well, it's it's a bit like in Italy. They they when I first went to live in Italy in the eighties, they mm. celebrated Epiphany much more than Christmas. Yeah, um, but now they just do both. But oh. Epiphany was was called La Befana uh -huh. um, because it's Epifania in Italian. So, um, and La Befana is supposed to be this ugly old woman who right. um, the three wise men stopped at her house. To ask her the way to the to the stable yeah and she shoot them off and said clear off i'm busy i've got, I got time for you lot on camels what do you think i am tourist information exactly and so she was a miserable old so-and-so and so she um then as 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 compensation for doing that when she realized who she'd shooed off she then said that she would be um she would be the sort of arbiter of good or bad children Right. And, uh, and so right. she's the one that either leaves you charcoal yeah. if, you, if you've been bad yeah, or leaves you uh, satsumas and well, if you've been good. Santa's been faced <laughs> with a couple of problems politically this year because oh, yeah. uh, with the corruption and stuff, he's been uh, investigated for having uh, more than one job. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and also during the COP26, he had to make the promise that he was moving away from, from coal 
even coal in naughty kids stockings so uh-huh. he's become he's become, become a carbon free <clears throat> santa now <laughs> i told anyway, you that was it santa sorry yeah that's the christmas one sorry so <laughs> so where so where are we now david you so are you do you did you find that when you gathered momentum you know as you started to work because you've got this plan in mind mm. did that give you more oomph if you like it gave you more sort of desire to 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 get this thing done because you thought that you were having quite a short lead time to it did that help mm. uh yeah yes and uh i think that's uh, an ideal opportunity for me to um just say with the greatest respect, Heather, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and to Pip, uh, and to all the wonderful um, times I've had over the uh, uh, four years or so where I've been able to attend the um, support group, um, whenever it was mentioned that the technique must be to, to do a small amount and be successful, be it five minutes, 10 minutes, or be it one square foot or one square yard or one square meter of space. But mm-hmm. only set yourself that and then stop. And that's really been the, the message, hasn't it? That, you know, that is a message yeah. that works. I, I, you know, that's some, a system that works. Unfortunately, I was always sitting there thinking, no, no, I'm afraid not. That doesn't work for my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've used those four years, probably um, unconsciously a lot of it, doing the most important thing is planning. I've right. planned for when I can be released. Imagine I'm at the top of a toboggan, uh, whatever it is, a hill. Slay. And, yeah. uh, yes, slay. That's it. And uh, yes, I have been released and I've got four years of planning and I've got plenty of momentum and I've got on my side some of my superpowers from being neurodivergent Mm. that I can perseverate I can hyper focus I can shut out everything else which is what I have done you are very privileged to have me for this hour tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> what was the and word you used there? Pr- 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 perseverate. What is per- this? What perseverate. Is this? What does it Perseveration. mean? Perseveration. It's the ability to continue with uh, the, the same task once the stimulus has been removed. Ah, okay. And, and so I can use that ability, and I'm using that ability now, to continue... Um, well, continue until until the end, until guests are coming, are being welcomed into the door and being entertained, and, and that mm. I see is the end. Mm. That'll be wonderful. Well, I'm going to invite you, David, to when you have completed these tasks and you've had your guests round, and um, after that, I'm going to invite you to write a brief manual for um, people with your super skills. Mm. Ah, you're, or a blog. You know, um, it's interesting, Heather, you're not the first person to say that to me within the last three days. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, I have joined a research project um, being run by the uh, Cornwall um, 
uh, or, or autistic uh, department. Um, mm -hmm. And I had the screening interview uh, a day or so ago on the phone. And, right. Uh, um, uh, he said, he said, you know, you you should be writing this down. And he says, if you mm. need any help, uh, because um, yeah, he thought I, I did go into a little bit about. Well, it's the only thing I could talk about at the moment. I mean, you know, I did ask, I did answer his questions, but really, you know, I had to talk about how I, I achieved what I've achieved and what I'm going to mm -hmm. achieve. And, uh, yes, he said exactly the same. And, and the no, other it, 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 it is important because you've described a lot of um, your ways of thinking and how mm. you, you know, how you line things up. And I remember many years ago at the support group, you explained to us how you qualify um, what is successful. So instead of it feeling good, you said you do, you use a one, one you know, um, one to 10. So mm. 10 for you is excellent. And one is very, very disappointing. You were talking about taking out the recycling, I think. And, yes. and so you gave us that, that, you know, using numbers instead of, descriptive feelings about about how you were um yes. progressing you know and that was that was invaluable i um i do i do use a lot of david's anecdotes in my training mm. well actually both david's i use in my training <laughs> courses without without any shame because they're interesting and fascinating people um but yes that if you, if you can jot some of this stuff down, it would be invaluable. A stranger thing that, that came to mind was when people are now struggling with paying their, their bills because they will be with electricity and gas, it might be quite interesting for you to write down some of the tips and, and tricks that you had when you didn't have your gas. <laughs> for people that will, <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. Will, will involuntarily not have the power and the energy that they, they had. It might be quite interesting for you to break down some of that, that stuff. Yeah. Well, very, how, very how briefly, managed. very briefly, I will, uh, uh, a person who is also coming on the scene um, in the next few weeks, um, the housing officer, uh, as most people will know, um, mm. their job is to um, make sure their properties are looked after and lived in correctly. So they have no, um, or my housing officer, in, in Warwickshire has no um, uh, extra training on, on these issues of mm. people who gather uh, to excess to the point where they can't function as human beings, etc. cetera. Um, but she has uh, found me a charity um, mm -hmm. that's local and uh, they made contact um, today, which is why I was saying to Heather, I'm having a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she said you had a lot to do. Okay. Yeah, she did ask me the question, how did you keep warm? And yeah. I'll just give yeah. you a tip. I, I realised when I was doing my excavation in my bedroom uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I came across an over blanket and I mm. thought, oh, I can't remember that. And then I remembered that I, I used to have an electric under blanket mm -hmm. and then uh, I had a sheet uh, mm -hmm. and then another sheet and then I'd have the electric over blanket, which you can leave on continuously they're, they're completely safe and they're designed to be left on and this one was um an intelligent electric that <laughs> it responded to changes in temperature and then i had my duvet so that's how i used to um uh keep warm and probably i spent a lot of time in bed during the the, the really cold days 
I just imagined that it was like a, an electric blanket with uh, a voice assistant on it for a moment. There, it tells so. you bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, what's uh, what's the main thesis of Socrates? So, sorry, uh, did I call it... No, you didn't. Did I no. call it intelligent or smart? Electric? Intelligent. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, it's not, it wasn't smart. It was just, it, it had obviously thermostatic uh, sensors in places. Uh, that it's an intelligent <laughs> one. Well, so that was a bit of a heat sandwich that you made there, wasn't it? Indeed, yes. Yeah, yes. no, it sounds quite cosy and inviting. I, I actually really don't like electric blankets because I get too hot. Uh, so the thought of getting into, I don't even have the radiator on in my bedroom. I, uh, I just always turn it off. I've got the heating on the rest of the house, but not in the bedroom. Uh, and so to I some like extent, a cold bedroom. Yeah, to some extent, I, I like the fresh air. And uh, mm. uh, as you know, you see me often in shorts and things. And yeah. probably uh, that's one reason I didn't uh, rush when the uh, letters used to come. You are eligible for double glazing. So I live in a mm. single glazed home and uh, I still have single glazing. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, I don't want too much to be said about that just yet, because I think we've got enough things going on. Um, right. And I'm also yeah. surviving with um, two inches of insulation. And I know that's going to be a big project when I get the letter to say we need to uh, upgrade your roof insulation. But everything, everything will come in its time, won't it, David? Yeah. Because everything is in a layer. So you're doing one layer at the moment, and then the next layer will be possible. But if mm. you try and do all those layers in one go, it would just be too much. Yes. So, and every layer is going to make you wiser and stronger. And yes. so, and give you more confidence about the next thing that has to be approached. Yeah. But I think I basically just... this is very, thank you for sharing this with all of us because mm. it, it's, it's, it's um, inspirational and, and just makes you really happy. So, so I'm, you, going to, I'm you, going to invite you back when um, when you've had that dinner party. You, you said about anecdotes, and I think you told us one anecdote, Heather, and it would be nice to hear it from the horse's mouth, really. Rather yes, than, because uh, apparently I told it wrong. You, you told it wrong. I know, I know. <laughs> you should, you, so you, I'm, you, going to, I'm going to take notes, yeah. now, David, so I can tell it right. Yeah. It, it, it is even funnier than what you said. Um, but just before we go on to that, can I just yeah. ask, um, I, I, uh, in terms of me recording things, um, was I one of the first, because I do remember bringing um, a small tablet along to a meeting and I showed a, a very select few photographs and that seemed to be a, a sort of quite a trigger to other members of the group. But Absolutely. That, it sparked yeah. a proper chain reaction that did, David, because you had plucked up the courage to bring those photos and then share them in the group, which isn't easy. I mean, it, this, like you said, the support group is very supportive. That's what it does. But yeah. it's still not easy to share things because you, you, you don't know what people's reactions will be. Um, you can hope that they'll be positive, which they were. But, but then it sparked a proper chain reaction because then I think Paul was the next person to bring photographs in oh, and, I, and a I, couple I, of other people. A couple of other people did as well so it yeah. was it was really good really I, good I, so well done I, I was going to say I, I think you're supposed to call him gentleman x um oh. but yes i remember gentleman x, gentleman um, x came up with another idea then and, and yes i am recording everything uh to excess of course uh with photographs good that's even yeah. better so we yeah. can um 
Well, it's not like the, it's not like the days when you had to pay for loads of of, uh, of <laughs> processing fees for it anymore. That's right. I knew somebody that used to do that, and when it was that like that, and he'd take photos of the meal before he had it, halfway through <clears> the meal, all the people around him, and he had these bags of film that were never <laughs> processed because he couldn't afford to process them. <laughs> and now it's just literally the thing to do, isn't it? You know, oh, it's, it's but it is amazing now. But I think there's, you know, I still actually do print off some photographs because I tell you for why. When when my parents passed away and we were sort of getting all the photographs together for the funeral, and it was actually a very joyful thing to do. Looking yeah. back at all the photographs, and you know, it was a family thing to do as well. So I uh, I've tried to carry on printing off a few photographs every so often so that my daughters, my can, adult daughters, yeah, have now, yeah. but they will still have some photos to, to, to rifle through. So anyway. So should we round off with the, the anecdote? Let's round off with the anecdote then. Please. Yeah, yes. Just, just one question though, uh, Heather. Um, yeah. You were sent that picture of my kitchen where you could see the kitchen floor and, and everything else. What, what, how did you feel instantly you saw that? Because you knew what it was like. Before. I was absolutely delighted because I know that that, it, that wasn't a fake photograph. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yes. that you photoshopped it. Or, it wasn't next door's kitchen. Or... <laughs> it was just amazing. And it honestly, it, this, is what, it, this is what makes this job so delightful is seeing people get to that point where they are, like you said, they're at the top of that slope mm. and it's a downhill slope and it's going to pick up momentum. And when they get to the bottom, they're going to feel amazing and liberated. And, yes. and, and that is that it's just it's just a complete selfish privilege of mine that I can watch people do that. And I, I you know, all day long, I can do that because it's great. Mm. It's good. It's great. So. And, and I might um, I might um, look at a few of my uh, snapshots uh, tonight because they, they certainly are going to be therapeutic. And yeah. uh, I think whenever I need a boost, uh, if if I need a boost, I think looking at some of the uh, early ones will uh, will do that. You know, it's really because uh, I tell you what makes me sad sometimes because some people don't want photographs taken. So there's another lady that comes to our group, and she she's very um, very shy and very quiet, and she keeps herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she doesn't she doesn't have her camera on and things. But she um, she wouldn't take any photographs. And I said, honestly, you will really wish that you'd taken these photos. Uh, but she did take a photo of her bedroom, she told me the other day, because she's completely emptied a flat all on her own, all over COVID. She's just yeah. sent me text after text after <clears throat> text of great long lists of things that she's discovered. And she, she's just, what, and so another one that had a um, helpful housing officer who said, you know, if you've got extra recycling and stuff, because it was, you know, nobody could go anywhere at some point. So, so they they did extra collections to help out. And yeah, she's she's totally cleared it. She's once again a bit like you, David. She's got uh, heating back on, and uh, she's allowing. She can now allow people in to mend things, and so she's got a heating. She's now got a washer dryer. Um, just life has come back into her world after ten years of it not being there. So, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. thank you. And uh, I'm, uh, I finally, it's, uh, I think, um, 
it's six, the sixth week now that I've uh, got control of my heating system and mm. I've got a wireless controller. Wow. And it's I, can, I can take it to bed with me if I want and I can do what I want, set, set it to whatever. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I don't want it on the wall. I'll, I'll, I'll have it freestanding. So um, I've got that. But uh, also I've got rid of my Max wall walking style because there's just nothing now to walk over uh, a lot of the places. I can I can walk normally, and I find myself just putting unconsciously. I'm putting things in the bin, and, mm, and good, 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 it's good. amazing. Anyway, the story. The uh, yes, one of the um. Remember, this is this was a traumatic experience for me, so don't laugh too much. Okay, <laughs> we'll try not to. <laughs> oh, no. So. Uh, ha, uh, I rent a, a garage off the local authority and this group of uh, six or so, they needed to be re-roofed. Um, uh, that was the uh, story behind it. We were, no, no, that comes later. No, we, they were just doing a, a, a spot check that the garages were being used for the purpose that they are only allowed to be used for, which is to store a motor vehicle. So we got a letter to say that on this date, um, they want us to be at our garages and uh, unlock them so they could just check that there was a motor vehicle inside rather than anything else because that's the tenancy agreement so um uh i was okay because i do have a motor vehicle in my garage <laughs> maybe there are a few other things at the back and that but i did have a motor vehicle that uh, uh, i've had um for uh, Oh, 15, 16 years now. Um, so I thought that would be okay. Um, and a, a friend and a neighbour, they uh, were using their garage as 99% of garages are used for, it seems. They were using it for storage. In fact, they were mm. storing some of my things for me. Um, and so all those things had to get removed. Um, I didn't really have much to remove um, because I had this motor vehicle. You open the door and there's a motor vehicle. Um, so I was quite happy. So I, I, I locked it up on Sunday afternoon. No, I couldn't lock it up on Sunday afternoon because the lock was broken. Um, but Monday morning was the inspection. So we go along Monday morning and uh, I open the door and the vehicle I have in there is a flat bed, open uh, van, a small van. And it was literally piled to the roof of the garage with black bags somebody and it had to be garage next door or one after because it's a cul-de-sac must have thought i've got to do something before tomorrow morning and so uh, they opened my garage door and put all their stuff in my garage God. <laughs> oh. and the um, irony was not lost on that no. luckily my neighbor uh, backed me up when the council arrived uh, and every cloud has a silver lining um she was able i was obviously distraught um but uh she was able to uh convince the council that this is honestly not his and uh they arranged a, a, a lorry to come along and uh, took it all away and i was able to uh get seven or eight extra little bits that might have been mine on the lorry as well. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. So you're Brilliant. right. Every well cloud, done. every cloud. Well done. But well that done. was just that was just um, yeah, that was just one of life's ironies, I thought. <laughs> and it did make yes. me laugh. 
Um, yeah, they, they were literally, well, it looked like the sort of the, the remains of a property and clothes and there were oh, some right. letters and mm. uh, some of the bags were opened by my neighbour and uh, he got a lovely pair of, uh, looked like brand new uh, boots, lovely boots, and they were his size. So um, <laughs> he got a few things out of But also well. if, the, if there were letters, then that's how they would have identified who'd left it there. Yeah, yeah. No, but nobody yeah. wanted to uh, follow it up. They didn't mm. bother. Yeah. Whether the person, you know, was no longer with us, we don't know. Yeah. Well, oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it wasn't, it so wasn't much. A, yeah, the address wasn't a local address. It wasn't local to oh. where the garage was. So it seemed a bit odd. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I did actually go to a party a couple of years ago. Well, it obviously was a couple of years ago because parties haven't happened for a while. But and got talking to somebody and, sh and that was her job. She was the fly-tipping um, queen of Birmingham. Bizarre, the monitor. Yeah, and she, uh, she, that's what she did. She just she, she followed up on, on people's reporting of fly-tipping, and she said it's mm. absolutely terrible. It costs thousands oh, I was, was fly-tipped. I hadn't ever yeah. thought of it like that. No, you were yeah. fly-tipped, absolutely. That's what it was. <laughs> well, so there's there irony are. in there, isn't there? Absolutely, that's what I mean. It was just, anyway... So it's Friday night, and yes. I'm going to get my dinner ready now. Because I'm That's a good idea. Even though I'd already scoffed some food at the beginning, I'm just going for seconds now. Thank um, you, David. For... So thank you so much for joining us, David. Yeah. Uh, it was it was enlightening, but also really heartwarming to hear to hear what um, what what you've been up to and what you are continuing. You will continue to be up to. So yes. and and we are going to hold you to this writing of. Okay. I mean, well, essentially I... what she's just said is you have to sort everything out for everybody by just writing a manual, David. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. if you could well, do that as soon as possible, that'd be great. Well, I've got, um, I've got uh, a few hundreds of thousands of items uh, still to come first. And I'm using the three C system at the moment. Uh -huh. I'm categorizing them. Uh -huh. I'm consolidating them. And then after I've done those two things, I'm casting out. Wow. Right. Categorise. Consol consolidate. Consolidate. Yeah. Because without doing those two things, I don't know how many, I, you know, I, I'm a bit of a, a multiple person. I'm a belt and braces person. I've got multiples. So I need to consolidate those multiples and, and, and then make the decision which is the best. And, and but I'm, I'm hoping that when you do the, the last bit, you do actually go full full voice with it, full throat with it and go, evil yeah. stuff, I cast you out <laughs> by the name of Matuzo. <laughs> I've said that wrong. No, yes, that sounded fine. If uh, David, if you could send me a voice file of that, uh, yeah. I, I, will, yeah. I will put it on and put it yeah. on repeat. Well, seriously, we, uh... I, I, what I am thinking of doing is, because a few people have asked me to do this, so I've just got to write a script and do it, um, <laughs> is just recording something that is like me sitting in the room going, yeah, okay, yeah, and just, just waffling on. No, 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 so I want always... David's. I but... want David's. You get me into trouble. And I'll, I'll have it on repeat. You want David's, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'll okay. have it on yeah, repeat, right. and okay. uh, it will be a real energizer for me. Oh, there's a dog's joining in now. <laughs> right, we better call it a, 
call it time because we're, we're even breaking more rules than ever with the time. Right. Well, we're going to say bye-bye. And we'll yeah. be I've, got, um, uh, I've definitely got one numb cheek. <laughs> yes, we can't contribute to any further piles no. for David, can no. we? So we better no. call it a night. All right. And, uh, and thank everybody for listening. And as, um, as Dave says... Yeah. Maybe. Do let us know if you actually are listening to us and let us know what, what you enjoy and what you don't and maybe what you'd like us to waffle on about yeah. uh, in, well, future, in future episodes. Well, I've gathered quite an audience here. I've got about 20, 30 people sitting around. Blimey. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My right. friends. Take good care. Uh, thank you. All thank right. you.